You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberry! I am your father. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 21 of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm here with... Danae. And Danae. And we're here to discuss the movie that answers the question, Can Life Find a Way? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the answer is yes. And of course we're talking about... It does. Yes, it does. (laughs) Um, And of course we're talking about Jurassic Park, uh, the first one, um, going in the Wayback Machine to 1997 talking about yeah. this one talk about a retro retro I'm, cast seriously yeah, it's pretty good and when computers were really obnoxiously lame too <laughs> they really were yeah yeah they had some uh they had some issues uh <laughs> yeah they were they were they were running poor mac mac pros yeah. macintosh pros before their mac books or airs or any of that before even i don't know even true color i guess <laughs> It was a little like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, we, we used to survive like that? For real? <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't think the internet existed. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of did. It was there. Uh, I mean, they had networking and all sorts of... I mean, AOL was there. Yeah, yeah. AOL existed. AOL, also, Prodigy. Also, Barbasol. Barbasol. <laughs> yes. Yes. There were some excellent product placements in this movie, actually. Yep. yep. Um, Ford all over that movie. Ford was Jeep. Jeep, yeah. Um, Jolt Cola on yes. top of Samuel L's hold yeah. your butt computer. No, no, no. That was De- Dennis Nedry's computer. Oh, that was Dennis Nedry's yeah, computer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Although, um, although if I were Jeep, I don't think I would have paid for that particular <laughs> advertisement. Yeah. I'm just saying, considering it ended in death. Hey, well, I mean, it, it, it I mean, that one ended in death, but <laughs> I mean, it got the, it got the, the three of those characters out of that that situation with the T Rex just fine. Okay. You know? okay. You just have to duck. Yeah. But I mean, then it can, then turned into like classic Jeep, and, and it was just so it was fine. It but was no roof, nothing. My question is, who is the real hero of this movie? Not John Hammond. Life. <laughs> Life itself was the hero. Well, I would argue that T Rex is the hero of this movie. That's true. He saves them all. No, she, 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 she saves, saves them, them all. all. Sorry. She's kind of like a Darth Vader character, actually, because she starts out evil yes. and then comes through in the yeah, end. That's true. Kills the raptors. Yeah. yeah. Which, let's face it, if you had to choose between death by T Rex and death by raptor, Death by T Rex. Hands down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she's definitely um, less cruel. Yeah, with that toothy smile of hers. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. (laughs) Nice. That's good. That's good. So, some of my favorite parts of this movie are when um, Malcolm. Nope, can't remember his last name. Malcolm. I don't know. Guy, guy oh. who's played by Jeff Goldblum, yeah. is in the the power goes off in the in the park, and fortunately there are only about two dozen people on the island. Unlike the um, 
what's his, Chris Pratt version where the amusement park is open. Okay, well, wait, though. No, there is definitely more than that on the island. It's just they all conveniently disappear by the end. Yeah, you never every, notice that? Everyone's like, you know what? Stuff's going down. We're getting on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're beating Nedry there. <laughs> we're getting on this boat. We're getting the heck out of here. So and they're in the Jeep and the power goes out and everything starts to fail. And, you know, Nedry corrupts the whole system because he has financial problems, which we don't know the nature of. And um, we don't want to hear about that. Right. Take responsibility. Right. Take responsibility for your actions. Exactly. Exactly. We're not going to pay you more for doing your job. We're just we're just going to tell you to take responsibility for your actions. So in an attempt to do so, he commits corporate espionage or tries to. Um, right. So in the midst of the corporate espionage, he um, corrupts the whole systems of the island. And yeah, I mean, well, all right. So if he's supposed to be this like master computer programmer, right? Right. I mean, why go through such such links to disable that many parts of the park? Like, you just take out the camera systems and you leave, like, the main gates that you would you would use the Jeep to get in and out of on, like, some kind of, like, manual override so you can just flip the switch and move the thing and get out of there. You don't yeah. have to disable the entire park and act like a complete moron. <laughs> also, if you are going to commit cor- corporate espionage, let's face it, you have to be a smoother sort of character than yeah. he was. Yes. I've been thinking, watching it this time, and I always recognized that he was an idiot, but, but this time around, I'm like, you know, he would have to go on the lamb for the rest of his life yeah. because he made it so obvious that he's the one who did this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's been a better way to do that. Maybe he, he disabled all the systems in the hope that everybody would die and then nobody would know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, he- you know, <laughs> Yeah, maybe he, his objective was to cause so much trouble in the park that they'd forget that he was the one that you know, left and they'd fear that he died in the, in the incident. So they just, he would just write him off and then he'd just run away with his millions of dollars or whatever. I mean, because he knew that when, when he performed this action, um, when he was talking to that guy that he met up with you know, on the, I don't know, wherever, uh, whatever island next to Isla Nubar, he was talking to that the other guy, the guy that wanted all the cow and you stroke the cow and you give the cow praise and you, you know, then the cow is nice to you and good things happen. If you're not nice to the cow and you kick the cow and you say, screw you cow, then bad things happen to you. Okay. So I told so, you not but, this. But it, so is the cow karma? I'm not sure. All right. I mean, all right. So it's anyway, it's a cow that belongs to Baby Jesus, according to Augustus Burroughs. All right, cool. So while we left the uh, <laughs> leaving, leaving behind the baby cow, <laughs> getting back to no, uh, it's Baby Jesus's cow. Baby Jesus Get it right. Cow. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> leaving alone, Baby Jesus's cow. Getting back to uh, espionage of the corporate kind with which, Dennis which Nedry. We can make a connection between Baby Jesus's cow. And Jurassic Park because cows were mentioned. It's true. Brachiosaurus yeah. was like a big cow. That's it is. Right. It is. There yeah. There we yeah. go. Brachiosaurus like a big cow. <laughs> right. It's good times. We digress. So so anyway, yeah. So you got this guy and he talks to him and he's like, you know, you're gonna have to give me enough to to disappear because once I do this, you know, it's it's gonna be over. You know, they're gonna know. Someone's gonna find out, and I gotta be out of here. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Who cares, kid? You know, we're gonna. We're going to get you what you need or whatever. 
I mean, and I, I, I also fully believe that if he was actually successful in doing that, they would have found a way to, like, make him actually disappear. Like, kill him. Yeah. Be like, yeah. cool, thanks for the uh, dino DNA. Poo. Done. Right. You're, you're good. Way to think that through, Dennis Nedry. Yeah, so... He's, I mean, he's, he's not, a bright he's a bright crayon. Yeah, he, he's not... Yeah. Which is probably why he's in the financial issues that he's in. Yep. Yeah. So, but, um... But yeah, so about initial, more initial impressions, talking about some cool goings on. Oh, so my favorite part of the movie is when Malcolm Guy, mathematician, says... Chaos theory guy. Something to the effect of God creates dinosaur. Dinosaur has its chance. Dinosaur becomes... God destroys dinosaur. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaur. And then, of course, the woman who's... uh, What's that? Ellie. Ellie. Ellie goes, woman... uh, Dinosaur eats man. Dinosaur eats man. Woman inherits the earth. Woman inherits the earth. Which, I'm not sure whether she was talking about women dinosaurs or women women, but I'm pretty sure she had as much chance of getting eaten as the dudes did. Yeah, okay, I really... No, you first, Reg. Go well, for it. Well, I mean, she was making a uh, like a, a reference to the fact that all the dinosaurs are women. Right. Well, until we find out they're not. But right. you know, but all, all you know, <clears throat> woman inheriting the earth is you know is is a shot to like the dinosaurs just took over and ate everybody because you know why have the hubris to decide that you are going to create something that was taken out sixty five million years ago and go hey you know what it'll be great just let's have these as pets it's probably not a good idea. Um, Such a clearly, bad, clear, bad clearly, idea. Clearly not a good idea. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Rich, but at the same time, I do think that it was a a statement against sexism at the same time, or at least oh, it was sure. to be. Especially considering the, the stupid little little rah-rah female bit uh, towards the end of the movie where Ellie's like, where John Hammond goes, you know, oh, you know, it should probably be me who goes and turns on all the lights and everything. Right, right, right. You know, Yora and Ima, and she's like, we can discuss sexism later. And I'm going, you're a moron. <laughs> Let Seriously. him go. He's the idiot who put you in this position in the first yeah. place. Let him go get eaten by a raptor screaming while his stomach gets, you know, ripped open and his intestines spill out. It's his fault. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, wh- why in the world in that life and death situation, after you have already seen, you know, Blood and gore and guts, which is another issue I have to bring up. Um, a, a, a dead lawyer over a destroyed bathroom, um, and, and you've almost gotten eaten by a T Rex. Why the heck do you care about that? That like supposed sexism? I really don't understand that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's true, and it was his fault, so he should fix it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, you know, or. It was just a pointless rah-rah female moment. You're right. You're right. And they sent her in there simply because they wanted to show that the girl could do it. Let's face it. Yeah. And then she screams like a girl. Not to say I wouldn't, just for the record, or a guy wouldn't, but at the same time, like... But the females were the only ones doing the screaming in this movie, let's face it. Uh, no, no. The people who get eaten by raptors scream pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the females are the only ones who scream upon the appearance of dinosaurs in this movie that aren't getting eaten. Okay, yeah. Is yeah, that I fair? Guess. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, but I guess there's only really two 
characters who scream. Yeah. And one of them's like a small child who would scream anyway. Yeah, but her brother didn't <coughs> scream. He was in the truck screaming. No, yeah, he was. So three characters scream. So two children, one of them being female and a woman. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, there's that. I'm I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't understand that particular angle. That was just stupid. So here's my issue with this movie, just in general. We can reproduce DNA of dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make them and then make an amusement park for them. And at what point does anyone stop and go, you know, (laughs) (laughs) this might not be a terrific idea. Or... Especially really old computers. Right. (laughs) Alternatively, you know, maybe it's a great idea for us to only um, clone the herbivores. You know, there's a happy medium. Nobody gets eaten. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yep. I'm I'm just saying. People, People can see dinosaurs. Nobody gets eaten. Raptors aren't on the loose, tearing people's intestines out. Let, let's not. Well, okay, yeah. this actually came up in conversation the other day with my older sister. Not not quite the Jurassic Park situation, but um, we, we were talking about crazy things and paying to do crazy things. And I had said that if there's absolutely no chance in, in hell or anywhere else that I would ever pay to go out into space because the whole entire time I was rocketing off to the moon, I would be like, Oh my word, this happened in Apollo 13. And what about, uh, what about, Oh gosh, the guys who burned to death before they even launched. What, what, um, challenger. Yeah. And I mean, all these other horrible possibilities. That's the only thing that would be going through my head the whole entire time. Like I am fine staying on this earth. Thank you very much. So, my older sister said no, she would sure as heck pay to do that if she had that kind of money. So I don't know, maybe it's kind of the same scenario. Like maybe people really would pay to see dinosaurs. But but let's fine. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> so okay. People would pay to see dinosaurs. I get it, sort of ish. But could we just make it the safe dinosaurs? I mean, I when I was younger, and this might have something to do with why I love these idiot movies so much, except for Jurassic World, that was just horrible. Um, but I, I was obsessed with dinosaurs when I was younger. My favorite dinosaur was um, the Ankylosaurus. And I can tell you right now that the Brachiosaurus actually is not a real dinosaur. They just screwed it up, putting two different dinosaurs together. Like, I love dinosaurs. But again... There is no way I would want them roaming the earth with me. There's no way. Because right. guess what? They could, even even the nice ones could trample me to death. Nice. That would kind of be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. That that The Brachiosaurus that you see in this movie is yeah. enormous. And is. even though she's a cow, they, they sort of allude to the fact that she's basically a cow. She's absolutely unfathomably big. It's like three elephants in size so why would you want to get in that dinosaur's way yeah um they're those dinosaurs and the triceratops and other dinosaurs 
are big enough that you can see them from afar. So I could sort of see, were it possible, to create a big game park and have a tour go through and you could see them and give them binoculars and whatever. And then you'd have the idiot people who would get out of the Jeeps, like the people in this movie did. Um, (laughs) Stay in the fucking Jeep. That's what I got for you. Um, And they would they would be in trouble but you know you sign a waiver for that but they're not going to get eaten right they're yeah. not they're not tasty schnibs running around you know the the brachiosaurus and the the triceratops don't care about you except if you get in their way unless, unless of course you put your hand in the triceratops mouth like to take a sampling from its tongue, which I thought was one of the stupidest things ever. Like that triceratops could have taken Ellie's hand off. Did we ever find out what was wrong with that female triceratops, by the way? No. Yeah. It was, it was like, all right, you're sick. All right, cool. The, Bye. All right. Let, me, yeah. let me put my hand into your giant pile of dung. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was weird. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, I'm, you know, like the other people go in and Ned restarts his stuff and, by the time you get back, who cares about the Triceratops because there's a T-Rex running around. Yeah. Oh, oh, and okay, speaking of that scene, another question I have. So they they specifically mention, or Ellie specifically mentions, that there are plants that have not been on the Earth for like, you know, billions of years or whatever. All right, so I get how they made the dinosaurs out of the dinosaur DNA, but how did they recreate the, the plant? Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they have like different, you know, like they found out a way of like technology that, you know, there was like weird things that were inside of the mosquito as well that they could do all that stuff. But I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, no. You know, but how how do you have that many mosquitoes that have that much DNA? Of all the entire, right? You know, every dinosaur ever. I mean, usually a mosquito would bite one animal, do its thing, get trapped in the sap, and then maybe maybe it's got two, maybe it's got two dino- dinosaurs worth of stuff. But yeah, yeah. There are a few little scientific issues, and now I will flat out admit, you know, that I am not a scientist, and science was never my forte. But I, I don't know what's going on with this thing. Anyway. Um, so I guess we can continue on and doing our our thing. So um, I just looked up on Yahoo um, slash Google slash whatever search engine you prefer because there are no endorsements here, folks. But, uh, <laughs> to find out whether Jurassic Park was possible. And it is not, in fact, possible to take the DNA from a fossilized mosquito in order to recreate a, a dinosaur because what happens is the blood of the mosquito also becomes fossilized and damages the DNA. So, okay, two things, two things to that. Number one, yes, I knew it. Okay, yeah. that's good job. Two. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed with myself. You should um, be. <laughs> and number two, take that, Michael Crichton. Yeah, there you go. Done. There you go. May yeah. he rest in peace. In your face. Wait, <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, he died of cancer. Oh yeah, wow! He's been dead for like ten years. At least ten years. Oh, wow! All right. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. I guess rest in peace. Wow. Yeah. I I totally didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. Long time he died of uh, pancreatic cancer or bone cancer or something like that. Something right. ugly and bad. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's. Yeah. yeah. 
unpleasant. He was an MD, though. You would have thought he would have known the symptoms and been able to get treated before he did. Okay, can I just say, like, I have only ever read one of Michael Crichton's books, and it fit. I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but it was really, really lame and boring. Yeah. Which one was it? It was uh, Pirate Latitudes. I don't. I have no idea what that one is. It was. It was all about pirates, um, or or buccaneers or something. And honestly, it just got boring because there was one horrible thing that happened after another after another, and like to the point where I just kind of blanked out. Mm-hmm. It was. It was just not very interesting. I wasn't huh. impressed with him. Yeah, fair he, enough. He died in two thousand eight. Okay. Two thousand eight. Okay. So a little less than ten years, right. but. Yeah. He was uh, 68 years old when he passed. Okay. I didn't think he was... Oh, 66, but I didn't think he was that old. Yeah, no. Huh. 66, no. And, uh, and just for the record, just because I did not enjoy his book does not mean that I wanted him to go that way. No, um, of course not. But, right. but yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, I guess back to talking about stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, so for me, when I... When I saw this one again, I'd, I'd watched it the weekend, um, it was like two weekends ago or something like that. Um, and I paid a lot of attention to John Williams' score. I'm big into, you know, movie scores, like how it affects the, uh, you know, the actual viewing of the film and everything. And, um, you know, I, I was surprised to find out that this one wasn't just a lot of, you know, background, background fluff music again. This one actually still did kind of follow that tried and true um, John Williams method of telling a story with music. Not necessarily to the same effect of, say, you know, New Hope or um, maybe even to a, another smaller extent, E.T. Or, or something like that, or Jaws. Um, but, um, but still, you, you, can, you can feel the presence of the score moving, you know, tense and tender moments in the movie um, and kind of driving the, uh, the overall emotion or whatever the emotion that the director wants you to feel, um, which is kind of cool. Um, I mean, the direction was on point and it's Spielberg. So if it wasn't on point, it'd be kind of, you know, kind of sad for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and overall it's like very entertaining. It's, you know, it's an entertaining movie. It's, you know, not necessarily meant to um, ask you really deep thought questions, other than the fact that you know, the the one question, you know, should you should you play around with, you know, things that you you can't control and think that you can control them? Obviously, the answer is no. So yeah, okay. Right. You know, lesson learned. Thanks, thanks, guys. Well, but we but, were never meant to do this, and we've defied the. We've defied the dinosaur gods and now must be punished, kind of. Well, but I, I do kind of feel as if there was a mixed life message in this in this movie, sure, or or mixed world view because they do talk about God and then they do talk about about you know evolution and I just kind of feel as if the writers might have been a little conflicted. In well, that. I would imagine, especially in 1993, that they were trying to play to the summer blockbuster viewership because that's when it came out and you know you can't offend the people who believe in god in 1993 now they don't really give a crap 
Well, 90, know, 97, right? 97. Oh, sorry, 1997. Yeah. So 20 years ago, they they cared about offending people of differing worldviews in themselves. So they mixed it in. And as we know, coming from the environment in which we went to college, there are people who believe in both God and evolution. That's about, right. you know. Um, and you could sort of make a case for it. But it's it was interesting to hear from the person who you would think would be the least in line with that, the idea of, of a deity. You know what I mean? In the form of Malcolm, whatever his name was, the chaos theorist, you know? Yeah. And you're right. It was, there was like evolution. There was some sort of, you know, atheism mixed with, yeah, it was, it was a little strange. It was just a little all over the place. Like I said, a bit conflicted, I felt. And so when we get to there, we'll talk about whether that's there's a conflict in that sense in Jurassic World, um, which I don't Uh, think there is. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see if I feel the same way about Jurassic World's views than than I do uh, than I did here watching Jurassic Park. That's that'd be kind of something something cool to look at. Critical lens to view through. All I remember of Jurassic World, well, okay, two things. My idiot brother watched it three times. Sorry if you're listening, David. I love you. Um, and number two, it was just really, really badly put together. Like, just bad. Yeah. yeah. But. I don't remember there being any worldview mentioned, period, except for, you know, love the raptors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love love the raptors because they're misunderstood. <laughs> exactly. They're misunderstood animals that want to eat everything in sight. <laughs> Poor raptors. But, okay, Thanks, okay. Chris. I did some back back when before I watched Jurassic Until Park. Until they the turn first. on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to have nightmares about it. Um, and now, now I love the idiot movies. But, but so I did some research on raptors. They didn't really eat you while you were still alive. That's so lame. They're so, so extremely lame. Really. So, so the other parallel that we can look for, because to be honest with you, I watched Jurassic World sort of vaguely. I don't know, and and I want to know who the true hero of that movie is too. Oh, in Jurassic World, yeah. I don't know. I mean, after obviously today, no, no. At the end, is it is it actually the T Rex? The end is it actually the T Rex? The T Rex oh, comes I, in I, and saves it again. Yeah, watching watching that last scene in Jurassic Park, I'm going, my gosh, guys, you know, for right, there were so many exact dead on copies between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, and I understand that they were trying to to invoke nostalgia. But really, it was just kind of lazy writing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess there was like the bigger batter fight. Right. It was Raptor Rex versus T-Rex. Right. With Raptor's support. Right. (laughs) Raptor Raptor ground troops. (laughs) I mean, that's just, I guess. I mean... Man, that's going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> it's going to be a rollicking good time. <laughs> so I also will tell you, I know we're we're going to talk about two and three in Jurassic World, but yeah. I I looked into the books a little bit. And so the screenplays that were drafted based on the 
books got Hollywooded up. So that oh, as we as we are going forth and looking at these movies, know that the intention was never for Godzilla to storm San Francisco. Right. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Chakra there. I know, really? I know, I know. But there is a point in which the dinosaurs make it onto the mainland. So Wait, in, in Jurassic in, in the books. In the Lost World and Jurassic Park, which actually was eventually published in one volume. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, dinosaurs, according to Michael Crichton in The Lost World, eventually make it to the mainland. Yeah. It's not like, you know, T Rex decides to be a solid snake and sneak aboard <laughs> um, like a, a ship and then just hang out. You're a T Rex. You can't just hang out, <laughs> you're just there. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, oh, cool. I'm, San Francisco? All right, sounds good. Time to go for lunch. <laughs> and then just to start running around. Like, you just can't do that. To be discussed at a different time. But I did want to give you the heads up on that. I, I mean, I agree, though. It is, it is some memorable memorable music put to the movie. I would, I would agree with that part. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I just, I'm a big fan of, like, you know, Williams and what he does and all that stuff. So... You know, it's it's one of those things where you know, um, I always I always take a keen interest when when he's involved in the project. So, I mean, I'm not going to disagree that it isn't memorable. I just don't care that much about it. Does it create a world in some senses? Sure. You know, I think that there are times that he does it better than others. But you know, this one is just sort of I I feel like this this movie smacks of summer blockbuster the entire thing. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I mean, I think in the same time, you know, it smacks of of summer blockbuster at the at the same time while you know it proves that that formula works. You know, and it works because you know you get good direction and awesome special effects and and a good score and it, it the the sum of its you know the sum of its parts you, you make it. The, the blockbuster it is. Um, well, and let's face it, I mean, at the time, this was pretty darn cutting edge. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And even watching it now, the dinosaurs are pretty convincing, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, there are a few times where I go, eh, it would have looked better if they had made it today, but then they would have put it into a really crappy plot, so it wasn't about it anyway. Right. right. You know? So, so there's that. And also, let's face it, compared to, compared to other plots out there at the time and today, it's pretty original. Yes, it's based off of a book, but it's still pretty original. But right. he wrote his own screenplay too. Like they, yeah. they they paid him to write the screenplay. A lot of money, actually, one point five million dollars to write the screenplay. Yeah. So I mean, it was, it was clear that they wanted to make sure that that uh, that his vision was was being portrayed on the screen. So, right. <clears throat> and the interesting part about it is the uh, the original book was told by a child's perspective and then did not was not critically well acclaimed so he rewrote it huh um that's interesting to know mm -hmm, to tell it from an adult's perspective yep i don't know if it was actually published or like his editor didn't like it um but he had to rewrite the whole thing well i do think that when you bring kids into horrific situations that's kind of difficult to deal with. Oh, yeah. You know? And, I mean, even watching this, I cannot remember my impression of this movie the very first time I watched it because that was, you know, 500 years ago. But 
but at the same time, I'm watching the the scene with um, the Billy. Is, is that no Timmy? Tim, Timmy, yeah. uh, you know, with the mm-hmm. with the live wire, yep. and I'm going. Okay, obviously I know he survived, but what was I feeling when I watched this the first time? Mm. That's that's kind of difficult to to take in when a little kid is being hurt like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have a younger brother, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's dramatic. Yeah. yeah. And if he had just jumped when Sam told him to jump, it would have been an issue. Well, that, I have a problem with the the cutting of that one particular scene. Why? Because... When you see how far away Sam Neill is standing when he's like, Tim, just jump, there's no way he <laughs> makes it to him jumping from there unless he's got like, you know, like, I don't know, raptor muscles in those legs of his. There's no way that little kid can, can get it. He's a good three yards out as he's standing there. And I know why they needed to have him that far back to make the shot fit. So it didn't look awkward by the, the camera like really looking down at, at him. But I would have reshot that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they couldn't get the rig around or they, they needed some kind of special tool in order to make that shot work. And they say, like, screw it. It's only like f- you know three or four seconds just to film it. No one's, no one's going to care except for some you know weird geek 30 years, 20 years later or whatever. <clears throat> okay, speaking of little pet peeves about this movie, though, there is a severe lack of blood in this movie. Like, it's about dinosaurs killing people. And yet, the only blood you really see is on the goat. Yeah, I don't know, though, but was this movie PG or PG-13? Uh, I don't remember. Because that's, 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 that's an MPAA thing right there. You know, it's, like, it's not still not realistic, though. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, I, think, I think it's one of those things where... Um, PG-13. PG-13? All right. So... I don't know. The MPAA gets real funny about blood. Mm. Real, real funny about blood. So, I mean, I think they, because if they showed too much graphic violence in the thing, they, they would have slapped it with an R. And mm. Spielberg clearly wanted this to be the movie you took your kids to go see the dinosaurs running wild, the movie. You know, like that, that, was, that was definitely what his intention was. So, <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess... Getting towards like, you know, for me, what, you know, what a score would be for me. Um, I think all in all. Um, oh, that's what you meant by scores. Yeah. Not yeah. You were, you were talking, yeah, you were scores. talking about the, the yes. yes. And I didn't yes. understand. My yeah, brain yeah. doesn't always work well. No, no, it's all good. Um, and um, and apologies again to uh, to the the frog, the frog like splicing of 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 this podcast DNA to, to make, to make one full gonna, episode. Is it going to change genders? It, it might change genders halfway through the podcast, get louder and then get softer and then be all sorts of weird. Um, we apologize. Um, that was gorgeous. We seem, to be, <laughs> we seem to be having some kind of technical difficulty with our podcasting equipment today. And we're hoping it's not because our elderly dog is incontinent. Yes, we're really hoping that that's not the case. Because um, otherwise we're going to splice her DNA with some raptor DNA. Yeah, and then, and then send her to Island Hillbar so she can run wild and free for the rest of her days and not pee on equipment. Okay, maybe. All right, anyway. So... So so yeah so solid solid four is what I think where I'm landing on this, you know it's it's really entertaining 
you know, it, it gave me the nostalgia factor I needed without actually having to have a whole other movie made to remind me that the other one existed. Oh, yeah. I could just, I could just watch this one. Um, and it's good. I mean, the characters are, are awesome. I'm a huge Sam, Sam Neill fan, so so that was a plus. Jeff Goldblum was awesome in this one. You get the, some Sam L quips in there. Um, hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. You know, in classic line, I've said it, I don't know, probably two or three times, even on the on the road to recording the show. Um but uh but yeah, I mean, you know, the rest of the the rest of the ensemble was good. The kids were kids were real great, no wooden acting there. Um they actually like seemed seemed to, you know, generally care about the environment they were in and, and they and were really genuinely the terrified yeah. about the dinosaurs, yeah. I think. And I'm I'm sure that there were some times where, you know, even though it was all like special effects make believe, they they probably scared the the living daylights out of these children. So um, to to get them actually to, to you know to really uh, think about stuff. So animatronic dinosaurs must be pretty scary. Yeah. So you know, I mean that's that's a that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at um, score wise. What, what do you guys think, Jeanette? Me next. Uh, you know what? I waver between now. I was I was kind of cra- kind of cranky going into this viewing because it was one of those days. Um, but I think overall, I'd have to give it a four point five. I really, I love, I love this idiot movie. I just do. I, I used to own it back on VHS, um, and yeah. I don't know. It just, it's just entertaining. It's, I, I feel horrible saying that you know watching people get eaten and terrorized by dinosaurs is fun, but it is a fun, entertaining movie. It just is. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I like it. I, so I, I'm going to come down a little lower. I give it a 3.5 simply because I find the uh, rising action of the movie, like that lead up to the climax, a little like tedious. I think we spend more time like getting... And, and here's where I often fault movies and talk about being hypocritical. Like we get more... We get, we get time on like in random places in Argentina or wherever. I don't didn't pay that close attention. Then we get like dinosaur dig out in Montana to get to know our main characters a little. And then this random guy shows up dinging in the fridge and it's like, let's go. And like that whole sequence, it feels a little um, forced to me. I feel like there there is a more efficient way of doing it. And then two, this was a long movie for 1997 and I had two some odd hours, two hours and, and change. Yeah. Like we could have been a little bit more efficient with the screenwriting. It didn't have to be, feel so choppy. You know what I mean? And so I, I think I the same way I felt about the um the the Force Awakens, I feel like the first twenty minutes matter. And yeah. and so I, you know, the rest of it is pretty good. I like Jeff Goldblum, I like Sam Neill, I the kids were great, you know. It's entertaining. You get, you know, we, you know, hold on to your butts a couple of times. And who doesn't love that? Dennis Nedry, you love to hate. But eh, that 20 minutes bugs me. So fair enough. You yeah. Know. I mean, do you think it's a fault of, I mean, maybe not, not a fault, but, but, um, you know, the, the author trying to, yeah. to say, hey, you know, I wrote this in the book for a reason, yeah. so you're going to go out there and you're going to film this sure. because this matters to me. Yeah, and I don't feel like as an audience member it mattered to me. Like, I would have yeah. liked to have known more about about the actual process of creating the dinosaurs. I would have, I would have, and if there's an island in which you're creating 
dinosaurs, there are scientists who don't know about it. That's the other head scratcher. You know what I mean? This is kept so top secret that these paleontologists don't know about it. Um, you know, well, from a logical perspective, there are so many holes in this story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, that's one of them that I, like, this dude who's nobody ever has ever heard of shows up at a dinosaur dig in order to whisk two people away. It just doesn't, it doesn't, like, fit with, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, well, the, the, the gravitas of uh, John Hammond's character doesn't set, it's not, it's, it's not immediately known to anyone, including the the people that he's trying to impress. But you kind of yeah. get you kind of get a presence. I mean, the actor really does kind of he he does kind of bring it. You know, yeah, but but but, but at it, the same this time, this position he's put in as a character doesn't seem to make any sense. And I don't have an issue with his acting. I have an issue with the situation. You know what right. I mean? Like it's yeah. the setting and the the plot, the the driving of the plot that I have an issue with. Mm-hmm. It feels. It feels stodgy, right. you know. Yeah. That's what it feels. No, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I can agree with you in, in a certain in a certain extent. I think that's that's the reason why I landed on the on the four because I have some pretty um, you know like nostalgic reverence for this movie too. Like that was one of the ones where I was like, wow, they really just did that, you know. And it's and it's nineteen ninety seven, and you know when I think about what other things happened in in my geek life in nineteen ninety seven. You know, like it was just a series of being blown away by just sheer technology in my face. You know, there was there was movies like Jurassic Park. There were video games like Final Fantasy VII, and very shortly thereafter, Metal Gear Solid One. I mean, things that like you know, like that that kind of like fundamentally changed the way I thought about computer graphics and you know, like what what a computer could do. You know, that opened the door for a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so, you know, it, it's a uh, it's definitely a it's definitely a good one. Yeah, you know, I and, mean, it, and it holds up. I mean, it, it does you know, definitely as far as like the um, as far as the uh, the the computer graphics that we we're seeing. I mean, yeah, you can kind of see that there was like some really very effective green screening going on. Sure. But um, but you know, you can kind of start to see through it a little bit. But mm-hmm. but darn, don't those things look good even back then? Like mm-hmm. now, you know, oh, like yeah. it, it, they still look incredible. And some scenes where you can you can know that it it is a cg dinosaur you're like well wait was that the animatronic or is it the cg like they really nailed that right um and that's that's incredible to to think about how how easy it is to mess up now 20 years later there's still movies that you can go that is clearly cg and you're watching it this year right and they were able to nail it back 20 years ago that's that's cool yeah and and i will say that some of the cg dinosaurs look better than some of the animatronic dinosaurs the one scene where the the big game guy, the safari guy, yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah, he's getting eaten by the raptor, and and they try and hide it as best they can that it's like really terrible, either animatronic or like puppet head going up and down like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's terrible. It's yeah. so awful, and yes. you're like, it's that one moment in the movie where you're like, clearly they should have spent a little bit more money on it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And you know. They didn't. <laughs> so, that was that's my true. in the that's in true. the main meat of the film. That's my one pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Also, you don't get to see Samuel L. eat it, but I think that was probably to keep the PG thirteen rating. Yeah, I, I mean either that or to to keep the suspense a little bit. Like he goes out there and he disappears. Is he still out there? Is he doing something else? 
And then you find out, no, it's just, you know, he got eaten by the raptor and there's his arm just hanging out. Rather conveniently, like, just, like, ready to <laughs> to, to uh, grab the shoulder of, of Ellie. But <laughs> it's kind of weird. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed going back and, and taking a look at this one. And, you know, I'm, I, as much as it we- is weird for me to say this, I think I'm actually looking forward to seeing, like, where this goes. Um, although I'm very... I'm, uh, the more I remember about The Lost World, the more I remember why I wanted to forget about The Lost World. <laughs> See, number, number two is my favorite one. Uh, and it might be because, and just for the record, I do not have a crush on him. I never did. But Jeff Goldblum's character is just so entertaining. Yeah. And, and number two focuses on him much more so. Yeah. So. Also, yeah. some lines from number two that just run through my head all the time. So you might not be aware of this but in the book his character dies in the first book in the yeah. first book his character dies yeah. is his he is wounded fatally he's he spends the entire book dying actually that's kind of horrific yeah yeah or Jeff Goldblum. yeah and then uh not obviously in the movies yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. one well, hammond too at the end uh, no, actually, he escapes. He escapes? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, right. Hammond really needed to die. Hammond is such an idiot. Right. Talk oh, about wait. hubris. Does, so what What happens? I don't know. Like, they maybe all they, escape maybe via they helicopter. Re- maybe they reverse it? Because is Hammond in the second one? No, not really. No, they, like, they reference him in the beginning. Yeah, he's Th- mentioned, but that's it. Yeah. All right, I gotcha. Maybe that's where I got it confused, that Malcolm was the one that died. And then he's star. He's like has a starring role in the second movie. And then, you know, Hammond I think is in the book a little more, but he's just he just completely wrote him out of the movie. So I know it's weird, but we'll find out. Yeah, where we we're journeying back to Isle Nubar for the Lost World. Yeah, next time does does Jurassic World take place on Island on Island Nubar? I don't know. No, I think it's I think it's a a. I think it's an adjacent island. Okay. I think there's islands involved, one where they grow the dinosaurs, and then the actual park. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, just as a closing poll, given the fact that we haven't uh, gotten cut off and we can do this. Yes. Closing poll, if you had to go via any dinosaur on the island... What would your preferred death be? <laughs> and I will mention this again for, for our next podcast, but T-Rex out of the carnivorous ones, it just seems like the most humane way to go. Yeah, T-Rex. Yeah. Eaten in one fell swoop. Exactly. Like maybe maybe shaking like a rag doll for a couple seconds, but then, you know, you're down mm. the gullet, you're dead. It's like it's like a roller coaster ride. Exactly. <laughs> it's a roller coaster ride. Awesome. <laughs> All right. All right, Rich. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll just go the other way and then just be like, you know, if it, if it, like, it had to happen, I don't know. Maybe just like like one one boot. <laughs> one boot? One, one boot of a brontosaur. That's it. Not a real dinosaur, by the way. Brontosaur? No. The brontosaurus was. Yeah, brontosauruses are real. What was not real? The bronchiosaurus. The bronchiosaurus. Oh, bronchiosaurus. Sorry, yeah. I got the confused. Yeah. So I would pick poisoning. Oh, okay. The, the poison. The poison dinosaur. Go ahead and do whatever you want to me after I'm dead via poison. No, you're not dead though. You're paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, change my vote. 
Yeah, yeah. Nedry did not have a good time with that dinosaur. Nedry did not have a fun. So, so um, yeah. I'm looking pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah. Put Jeanette on the T Rex camp. There you go. <laughs> Roller coaster ride down the gullet. Done. There you go. Done. There you have it, folks. And on that bombshell. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's uh, That's about wraps it up for today for um, for this 21st podcast of uh, Sharp Angles. Uh, we'll do. Dinosaurs, baby. Yes. We'll, um, we'll um, do some house cleaning, you know, housekeeping real quick. Of course, we've got Sharp Angles at baconicecream.com. We've got Sharp Angles uh, BIC. On the Twitter, um, still robots are calling my phone, so you guys don't get this number well, unless you're crafty and you go find it. Other than that, um, you know, hey, reach out, um, hit up the blog too. That's uh, that's Sharp Angles Podcast dot for, for right now. S- soon it will be Sharp Angles dot and it'll go to the blog or something thereof. Um, and, uh, you know, hang out with us, you know, like go in and, and, uh, and check out the posts. Uh, I put up a post about, um, the Academy Awards coming up. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe I'll do like a, a thing, but on my own, check out some of the Academy Award winning films and, you know, the rap about it on a microphone with maybe somebody or maybe rap, not. like actual rap, like Will, um, Will Smith. No, 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 real, no, no, real, no Will Smith rap for, for me. Um, I mean, I don't think Will Smith wants to talk about this Academy Awards uh, ceremony anyway, as he's not going. And, uh, there's that. Will you that, be his gunner? Happens. I will not be his gunner on this occasion. I am so keeping my mouth shut right now. I mean, mean, I've got all the respect for Will Smith. And eventually when we do Independence Day, I've got a lot of really awesome things to say about that dude because I think he's really cool. But, oh, man, I don't know what to say about this this one. (laughs) You know, like, hey, so don't go. You know, that's it. That's that's what i got to say. Then don't go. That's it. Stop being a child. Don't like it? Don't go. That's fine. You don't need to make big giant twitter arguments about it and get all funny anyway so until next time um yeah i'm rich i'm danae and Jeanette. and we'll see you next time on sharp angles Roar. <laughs> <laughs>